Information. It is the very lifeblood of human activity because every decision we make, no matter what time of day, and no matter how large or small that decision might be, is based upon the information we have. And we are always, whether consciously or not, planning our lives for the days and years ahead. That means three things come into focus. Nutrition, lifestyle, and health. Not just physical health, financial health as well, because it is a major component of your life, no matter what age you are. Today, we're going to examine a serious issue we confront every year, your flu shot. We thought there would be a, a waiting period between uh, when uh, you received your COVID shot and when you would get your, your flu shot, about 14 days, but it seems like that now is not the case, and we uh, will be able to give them uh, pretty much at the same time if we need to. Hi, I'm Gord Martineau, and we're back with another in our Aging Better series as we discuss your annual flu shot. And we'll get the information you need to make the best choices in your life ahead. We have a couple of experts who are the leading authorities on flu shots and how to get them and why they're so important. The first is John Papasturgio. John is the assistant professor and an internationally recognized speaker, author, and researcher. Also with us today, Dr. Allison McGeer. Dr. McGeer is an infection control consultant to the Scarborough Hospital and Baycrest Center for Geriatric Care. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Uh, we're focusing on a flu vaccine today. Now, there's been some discussion or rather trepidation on the part of some people, and you probably encountered this, it's, can I have the flu shot as well as take the COVID vaccine shot? What do you tell people when they come in and ask you? Yeah, that's a great question. And it seems like it was just flu season and we're getting ready to ramp into another flu season. And in between, it's been all COVID. So uh, it's one of the most common questions I get. I, you know, I think the public is, uh, is aware every time we get into October, we start thinking uh, about flu shots. And, and the short answer is, yeah, it's fine. I think uh, we want and encourage patients to get their flu shots. Many of them are still getting their first and or second doses of the COVID vaccine. Uh, initially, uh, we thought there would be a, a waiting period between uh, when uh, you received your COVID shot and when you would get your, your flu shot, about 14 days, but it seems like that now is not the case, and we uh, will be able to give them uh, pretty much at the same time if we need to. Dr. McGeer, I mean, I'm going to assume that uh, you know a significant amount of research has been done uh, regarding the flu shot and COVID vaccine because you know we are in a situation now where both are available. Um, if, you know, people say, gee, I don't know, can we take them both? Uh, from your point of view, what's your opinion? So I think the first question is, can you get them both at different times? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. The fact that you had your COVID shot earlier this summer and you get your flu shot in October is no different than saying, you know, I'm taking an antibiotic for pneumonia now and three months from now, I might need an antibiotic for a urinary tract infection. No interaction at a distance. One of the key questions though is, can you get them at the same time? And that's important because, you know, it's just so much easier if you can get two vaccines at one time. And, and it's particularly important now because there are still some people, it's, it's not been as easy to get COVID vaccines as we would like, right? There's still some people who have had trouble, you know, making the time and figuring out how to do it. Um, and we want to be able to, those people to be able to get their COVID vaccine and their flu vaccine at the same time, if they need to. And the second thing is that we may be talking about third doses of COVID vaccines um, for older adults. And again, we really want this to be convenient for people. The challenge is you get to study flu vaccine and COVID vaccine at the same time, you have to have a flu vaccine that people need because you can't give them like last year's flu vaccine. That would be stupid. Yeah. So we've only been able to start 
as this year's flu vaccines have been coming. So there are a number of trials running. And just yesterday, actually, Health Protection England said they had results of their trial where they gave second dose of COVID vaccine with different flu vaccines. And they said everything's fine. And they've now switched to you can have them together. The concerns about having them on the same day that you have to answer are twofold. The first is we don't want people to, to get short-term feeling unwell. We know after COVID vaccines that you can have a day or two of just feeling punk after you get the vaccine. Yeah. We know that can also happen if you get the high dose or adjuvant flu vaccine. So if you put them together, we wanna be sure that it's not gonna make you feel worse. Yeah. Or at least that if it is making you feel a bit worse, at least you know about it ahead of time so you can be ready for it. Um, so that's one thing. And the second thing we need to make sure is that your immune response when you get two vaccines together is gonna be as good as it would be if you had them separately. And almost always that's true, but every time you have two vaccines, you, you have to know that with absolute confidence. We are, we are, as a society, as Canadians, we are very, very fussy about understanding the safety and effectiveness of our vaccines. So there are these really strict rules about what you have to do in order to use vaccines. That's a good thing, okay? But it does mean that sometimes you get into this situation we're in now where it'd be, would be really helpful to know if we could have them at the same time. John, I'll get back to you. We'll circle back to the after effects, but, but uh, primarily we're talking about, I guess, two different types of vaccine, flu vaccine. That is, you've got a regular dose and a high dose. The high dose is, is suggested for people who are older in their lives, is that it? Yeah, generally uh, the idea is that as you get uh, a little bit older, your immunity naturally starts to wane. So uh, when given a vaccine, uh, generally what happens is your body will recognize that vaccine as something foreign and it'll trigger an immune response. So if you ever actually get the kind of the virus, you'll be able to, to react to it. As you get older, that response sometimes is not as robust it's not as uh, strong. And what we do with kind of the higher dose vaccine is give a little bit more antigen, you expose the body to a, a little bit more of uh, the virus that we're trying to recognize. And that seems to trigger a better uh, immune response in our more elderly uh, patient population. So the idea here is if you have access to the high dose vaccine and you're a senior, uh, it would be uh, preferable. So can I say that the, the high dose is actually kind of gives your immune system an extra boost to be able to deal with, with the flu in case you are infected? Yeah, like the, the, the high-dose vaccine has four times more antigen in it than the traditional kind of quadrivalent vaccine that we would use in the younger uh, patient population. So it's just, yeah, in a, in a you know, weaker immune system, I think we had a little bit more uh, antigen there. And the idea is uh, the body will recognize that and hopefully uh, get uh, some better immunity against the actual virus. Now, Allison, you're both probably going to face this issue in your discussions with anyone, particularly you, John, because you're more of a of a street level person where you have more contact with the general public. But it's the after effects. So people are going to be a little bit confused. OK, so now they're hearing about, OK, if you have the covid vaccine, you might have some after effects. Maybe you feel tired, as as, as you mentioned earlier, Allison. But now you're talking about yet another after effect. So how do you calm people's nerves when you're talking to them saying look we've looked at this thing and yes you there might be some mild discomfort but overall this is a good thing for you this overall this is a good thing that you're having this high dose uh, flu vaccine 
So I think, you know, I, I, I divide the world into, you know, older adults and younger adults. Yeah. I think, I, I think older adults are used to vaccines and medications. And I don't think we worry that much about feeling unwell after a vaccine. You do some, not very often with a high dose, but a little bit. I don't think older adults care that much. With younger adults, you really have, you know, younger adults really have to believe that the, with COVID vaccines, that the adverse events they might get from the COVID vaccines, that not feeling well, is better than either getting COVID themselves or being able to transmit it to people who are old and at risk. But for younger adults, getting regular flu vaccines, really, the only side effect is sore arm. The problem with flu vaccines and younger adults is we give them in October and November. And there's a lot of respiratory viruses around in your usual October, November. Don't know what's gonna be like this year, okay? But usually there's a lot of viruses around. So it's not uncommon to get your flu vaccine as a 25 or 30 year old and to get sick three days later. Mm. And when that happens, you tend to think it's the vaccine doing it to you. But actually in the randomized controlled trials, it's not the vaccine, it's called October, okay? In October, people get sick. Right. Um, and be, we know from those trials that for younger adults, the only thing you get from a vaccine is sometimes a sore arm. Right. So, John, uh, do you have to do a kind of sales pitch for people who come in and you say, look, you, you, you are aware of the benefits of a COVID vaccine, so that's good, and, and you've had your double shot. You have to be prepared for the flu and therefore you need either the regular dose or the high dose if it's the high dose it has an extra element of protection for you do you have to sell people on that i mean you know because they may say look i had the COVID vaccine uh you know do i need another needle kind of thing yeah i think gordon i've been selling people on vaccines for the last year and a half for sure and i think what we've seen this is the first time in my career where people are very aware of the brand names of the vaccines, the differences between them. I, I've never experienced that. People come in, I want my flu shot, give them the flu shot, they would walk out. Historically, that's how it was. Now we've had so much in the media around the different types of COVID vaccines. I imagine we're gonna have a lot of discussions around uh, you know, the types of flu vaccines we have available this year, uh, you know, when to get them, how to get them and then if they're if they're required and uh, i'm preparing myself for that it hasn't started yet it's still a little bit early but uh, i i think the media will get behind this in the next few weeks and i think we'll start landing some flu vaccine in the stores and i imagine that's going to become a big part of my job i think yeah. uh, when i look at covid right now uh, the, you know all the early adopters they've all been vaccinated right so the ones that are coming in now have a lot of questions they're still maybe a little bit skeptical and we spend a lot more time trying to convince them to get vaccinated now, I know that, that shoppers in, in particular, but pharmacists in general, have now gotten a little more uh, upfront, shall we say, or a little more conversational with clients who come in to, to ask questions and, and, you know, pick up whatever supplies they need. So you're more and more engaged in conversations with people. And so you must, I, I guess, have a, a standard response to people who say, should I get this? Should I not? Should it be high? Should it be low? What are the effects? This kind of thing. So you're ready for that conversation. Am I right? Yeah, like, yeah, we've given, I guess, last flu season, we gave 3.2 million flu shots in Canada in, in Canadian pharmacies. So we've become the destination for flu. You touched on a great point, Dr. McGear, because I had this conversation earlier prior to recording uh, this podcast with, with John. And John, you said that there's an unbelievable amount of new kind of 
pressures and responsibilities being placed upon frontline workers because uh, you know, you've never had to, to do the things you're currently doing and pandemic is responsible for a lot of this extra initiative. Yeah, absolutely. The demand has gone through the roof, not only for prescriptions. Initially, we saw that a hoarding of prescriptions that kind of died down. People became more comfortable that the supply chain wasn't going to fall apart. But now it really is for the pharmacist clinical uh, knowledge. So they're coming in for their vaccines and they're getting tested. We're doing, you know, this 200 travel tests a day. Patients have started to travel again. So they're coming here to get these tests. Right. Uh, a lot of the employers are sending patients now for rapid antigen tests. So uh, it's become a very different. We're almost we have to change the way our pharmacies look now to 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 accommodate all these kind of services. The phone lines just don't stop ringing. So yeah, the staff is adapting. We're hiring as many people as we can get right now. But as in uh, most healthcare environments, it's uh, you know uh, uh, a trained staff are kind of hard to find. Also, yeah. So. I guess the message for the public is be patient with your pharmacist. He's got a lot going on, and but he'll get to you and he'll give you the answers you need. Absolutely. Okay, Dr. McGear, last year, I believe it was, we had 1.3 uh, million or billion doses of, of flu vaccine that were disseminated, and, and we found out that wasn't enough. So you mentioned a number earlier on, I think it was 2.7 or something of this nature. Do we have enough this year or will we have enough this year when people start demanding the flu shot? Well, you know, I, I, I can't answer that. I don't think any of us can answer that here outside of government because this is a, this is a government procurement issue and it's actually an enormous challenge for them, right? Because we charge them with our help but we also charge them with trying to be very efficient with delivering it. And so they're put in a position where they have to predict what the demand is going to be um, a year in advance. Um, and of course, what happened in the pandemic was suddenly everybody was much more interested in flu vaccines and protecting themselves. And they, but they had to place their orders before the pandemic started. So you couldn't, you know, you, you couldn't actually accommodate that. So I, I have a lot of sympathy with the government trying to run this fine line of making sure there's enough supply for everybody, while at the same time making sure that we don't waste doses of flu vaccine, because obviously, you know, they're only good for six months and then it's over. Um, so it, it, it is a fine line to run. I think, um, I, I, I think a piece of the problem last year was the government actually managed to get enough doses in the end but there was a lot of uncertainty in the middle about whether it was going to be okay or not. Yeah. Um, and that dealing with that uncertainty is hard. And I, I, I suspect we might be a little bit in the same place again, because we're going to be having COVID and flu at the same time. And people figuring out how to get their flu shots safely is still going to be an issue this year. So I'm, I, I don't want to be promising people um, that, that it's going to be kind of back to normal with your flu shot and easy to get again. Uh, I, th I think there may be some uncertainty and I just, I, so I'm kind of thanking everyone ahead of time for being a little bit patient with the system mm -hmm. um, and, and trying to remember that you might have to wait and you might have to ask some questions and it might be a little bit more challenging than usual just because really we're, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. And it's an issue that people have to take much more seriously. You remember in the early days of the pandemic, John, you, you've heard this too, and Allison, you've heard it, where people were going, you know, uh, I don't know how bad this panic, this pandemic is going to be COVID, so what? Last year, 50,000 people died of the flu, so can it be worse than that? Of course, it turned out to be a heck of a lot worse. But, uh, you know, people will say, you know, gee, the flu shot, I don't think I need it. You know, I've got COVID. 
Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is that the flu is a very serious situation and can, people can lose their lives. So you, you've got to impress that upon them. Am I right, Dr. McGear? Uh, you're right. I mean, I, I, I think the fact that COVID is worse than the flu is, COVID is worse than uh, most things, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, but does not mean that the flu is not um, serious and that you don't need to take it seriously. And I don't, I, I don't think people conflate the two. I think people were, a lot of people were trying to use flu at the beginning of the pandemic to, to give people a, a bar somewhere to understand yeah. um, what COVID is like. And I'm not sure we did that as well as we could have. Um, but I think now, I, I, I don't think that people will look at the COVID situation and say, oh, well, I don't have to worry about flu. Yeah. I think people are, I think people have them pretty well separated now. John, what do you say to people when they, they come in and say, so, okay, where do I get this flu shot? Do I, can I do it here? Can I do it at my doctor's office? Where do I do this? Yeah, I mean, we encourage everyone to, to come to the pharmacies. I think we're well suited now to, to do a high volume of flu shots. We take, uh, you know, walk-ins, we do appointments as well. Mm -hmm. We're open late. Uh, you could pretty much come in at any time to get to get uh, uh, the flu shot. So, you know, I encourage people, hey, if uh, if you're high risk, come in early, let's get you in early. Uh, if you're not high risk, let's wait a little bit because we know the first week is gonna be just mayhem and then it kind of tends to die down a little bit after that. Yeah. Uh, Dr. McGear, the research, I guess, is continuing into the viability of of having both the, the COVID shot or the COVID vaccine and uh, the flu vaccine. I mean, this is an ongoing thing. I mean, I know they're still looking into the COVID vaccine uh, and whether it can be used for children under the age of 12. So I would imagine when it is cohabitating in your bloodstream with the flu vaccine, then, you know, the studies are continuing. Yeah, the studies are continuing. It's, 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 it's one of the hardest things about dealing with the pandemic is that it, it feels like recommendations and things change every day and change for all of us is really uncomfortable and hard but change in a pandemic is is because we're making progress right so it is it's it's a little bit different than usual and so i think people you know every, every time the government changes something I, like everyone else i kind of roll my eyes and say it's like why why are we changing it what is happening here but the answer is always we're changing it because we have more information. We're doing something better. So you have to take a deep breath and say, okay, I get this. So the same thing I think is gonna happen with, with flu vaccines and recommendations about flu vaccines and COVID vaccines and when you can get them. Over the next few weeks, that advice is likely to change. Um, and it's gonna be a bit irritating, but it's, it, it is gonna be because we're getting a lot of information coming at us very quickly about what the best thing is. You know, what, what we want is that it's really easy and convenient to get your vaccines, um, but we have to have enough information to get there and to be really sure that's what we can do. John, when somebody comes in and, and asks you about the flu vaccine and which one should I get, I guess your obvious first question is how old are you, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it is. And we get uh, a lot of guidance with respect because it's a publicly funded program, the flu program, so we pretty much know who gets what. There's not a lot of uh, choice, to, to be honest. The uh, quadrivalent high-dose vaccine is going to be available for our senior population. Generally, they'll come in early. We do, you know, we'll go through what we have uh, with that. Then everyone else, pretty much, will get quadrivalent vaccine. Uh, and uh, uh, that's how it goes. And if you're a senior and we run out of high-dose, that happened last year, it's not the end of the world. We dose them with the traditional uh, 
uh, flu shot. It's, uh, it's, it's still very effective. It's still the right thing to do. So I, I had a lot of those conversations last year when we ran out, but, uh, you know, things happen. It, the most important part is we get uh, everyone vaccinated as early as possible. You know, and, and we talked earlier about the dialogue you have with, with people who come into the pharmacy. I mean, you have a really kind of, if you want, up close and personal relationship. Is, is that a winner for you when you say to someone, you know what, I think you should consider the flu vaccine? And they go, oh, really? Why? They don't automatically dig their heels in and say, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you in a community pharmacy long enough, you get to uh, realize it's all the same people coming through. So you get you get to know the community very very well. Like I said, I'm in you know I'm in Greek Town. All my stores are here. We pretty much know everyone, and uh, uh, you become an important part of the community. So they're they're in uh, patients are in here all the time asking for advice. They trust us and. You know, I try to encourage uh, my staff pharmacists to make sure they're asking about vaccination proactively. Sometimes it's that simple question that will, uh, you know, cue the patient to say, you know what, I wasn't thinking about it, but since I'm here, why don't we do it, right? Yeah. We have a lot of those examples. And I think it's that that convenience is a huge, huge driver. Uh, we know from the early days when we first got the scope, we were adding incremental patients uh, to be to be vaccinated. It wasn't patients just moving from physicians' offices into community pharmacies. Obviously, that's happened, but a lot of the uh, new patients that we were vaccinating were ones that were just don't go to their doctors all the time. They're not there that frequently, and they found it very easy to get vaccinated in the community pharmacy. So, Dr. McGear, I mean, frontline healthcare workers are, I guess, uh, you know, the real soldiers in this battle, either with the flu or with COVID, because they are the ones who speak directly to members of the public, and they are the ones in a position to convince people, look, you need to do this. It's important for your health. So, uh, you know, are we giving them uh, the support they deserve, or do what can we do anything better for them? Well, I, you, you know, honestly, just at the moment, if you want to support healthcare workers, get your COVID vaccine. Um, you know that I, I think the for for all of us across the country, um, the the strain on the healthcare system of the number of people who've had COVID and how sick they have been has has been extraordinarily difficult for people. We've heard about the increased load on pharmacies. Um, it's that same kind of load and change all through the system, and people have done really a heroic job on the front lines. Questions for the Aging Better team can be sent by email to info at agingbetter.ca or by visiting our website, agingbetter.ca. Aging Better in Uncertain Times is brought to you by Sanofi Pasteur. For more information on high-dose flu vaccine and influenza, visit fluzone.ca. Until next time, I'm Gord Markno, along with producers Dominic Schulo and David Sirsta. Be well and stay safe.